All right, well, uh... <laughs> There you that go. means you're in charge. There you go. Yeah. So if it turns into a beer tasting, I mean, there you yep. go. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get started if that's okay with you guys. Great. And I'll probably be looking down at notes because I have some specific things I would like to knock out. But um, all right. Well, thank you for stopping by the Donate Podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Roseman. As always, I have producer uh, Courtney Richards here. I am very excited because right now we are in the location, uh, downtown location at Sun King Brewery. And we have uh, Clayton Robinson, Samantha Lilly. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, So today's goal of this show, what I'm really excited about, and we we had a little conversation before we got started. uh, It's really to show the power of a, a company in a community that is not just focused on business and profit and growing their their actual business, but uh, also being very involved in the community that they're operating in. That was a horrible sentence grammatically, but uh, that's my goal today. So thank you again. Whole podcast, no punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just keep run on sentences and things like that. Is that a thing in talking? Oh, I can run on. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, tell me a little bit about so this is one thing in my research. I was not able to locate any information on the name Sun King. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we do a great job at telling stories about ourselves, um, but have never done a very good job of, of telling that, at least. Uh, that's probably the number one question we get asked. So you have to find us and ask us. So you're, you're in luck. There you go. There you go. Um, I, the, the essence of Sun King is really seasonality. Uh, we wanted to make as many seasonal and specialty beers as possible. So when my partner Dave and I were coming up with the concept for Sun King, we were both working at a brew pub in downtown Indianapolis. We had to keep six beers on every day of the year. And once a month, we would get to experiment and come up with a new beer, which allowed us to play with new ingredients and 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 kind of focus in on the time of year and what might complement the season. Uh, So those were the things, those were the beers that were always the most exciting to us. So we decided when we opened our brewery, we wanted to make as many seasonal and specialty beers as possible. We really wanted to focus on on that and not, you know, we would have core brands, but if you come to our downtown tap room, actually any of our three tap rooms, right now downtown we have 30 beers on tap. Um, So we make between- All of yours? Yeah. Yeah, we between here and we have our small batch brewery in Fishers. So uh, Fishers has been our, our small batch and kind of innovation space where we come up with new recipes. So we have a full-time brewer up there and he works day in and day out and we brew multiple times a week. So we on an average between our larger seasonals, our small batch beers and our barrel aged and sour beers probably put out four to six new beers every single month, um, sometimes more. So, so I know it's only uh, 20 till 11. We are definitely gonna do a tasting. <laughs> Fair enough, that, that uh, works. After it's, we get it's, here. it's beer o'clock somewhere, yeah, always. Yeah, particularly yeah. always here. Um, so when we were looking for a name, naming a brewery is like naming a band. You come up with something and somebody else has already done it somewhere else in the country. And back in that point in time, there were only 2,000 breweries in the United States. Uh, and since 2009, in the last decade, it has swelled to 7,500. So it's even harder to name breweries and name beers now. Um, but we wanted something seasonal. Everything that we came up with, somebody else on the West Coast had already done. And then one day I came to work and Dave said, I've got it. And I said, what is it? And I was early and I'm not a morning person. And he said, the name for our brewery. And I said, okay, what is it? Shoot. And he goes, Sun King. 
And I looked at him and I said, that's a great name for a brewery if you're in Phoenix, Arizona, Southern California, or Denver, Colorado, where the right. sun shines all the time. And Dave is a very dry, smart ass, so he grabbed me <laughs> by the sweatshirt and he drug me to the front windows of the brewery we were working at. And it was like a gray March morning and the sun was kind of peeking through some clouds. And he goes, what is that, Clay? And I go, what? And he goes, in the sky, coming through the clouds. And I go, it's the sun, Dave. And he goes, yes, Clay, the sun shines on everyone, even us lowly Hoosiers. And I actually looked at him and I said, you're an effing a-hole. Um, and, um, and so anyway, we kind of, we tossed it around. My sister runs a PR company in Denver. Um, and so I was running ideas past her and she's like, I think that's a great name. And I was like, yeah, but what about, and she goes, well, you never know. I know you only want to sell beer in Indiana, but what if one day you sell beer in Chicago? If you name it the Indianapolis Brewing Company, no one in Chicago is ever gonna want to drink it. Um, you know, what if you do sell beer in California or Arizona or Florida, like Sun King takes away your point in place. Um, the sun is relevant to us all. Um, and, and you name anything King, it sounds like you kick ass out the gate. So I think Sun King's a really cool name. And then the final result was the Google machine and no one had ever owned the web domains or brand rights or trademarks for a Sun King brewery in the history. Yeah. So that's hard to find. Uh-huh. It is very hard so to find. You make up a name and it's like, how did somebody else make that up? Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And so are there still five owners yes. in the company? Yeah. So yeah, uh, we we uh, pretty much exist in, in much the same way that, that we started. Um, myself and my partner Dave uh, were the original brewers who came up with the idea. Um, our first and, and still uh, minority partner is our friend Steve Coors, who is an attorney, um, and he used to get kegs from us on a monthly basis for his kegerator. And when we were formulating the idea for a brewery, one day we called Steve back into the brewery and said, "Hey." You're a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. He said, yeah. What kind of law do you practice? Business and property. Ah, oh, cool. We're going to start a brewery. Would you like a small piece of a brewery ownership um, in exchange for legal services? And he was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so so Sounds he signed like a good on. Trade. Yeah, yeah, so he signed on. And then we were doing business planning, and I was running a lot of stuff by my father, uh, Omar. And... Um, he was giving us uh, a lot of ideas and sounding board stuff and, and going over things because he'd been an entrepreneur and owned, owned, sold, ran, lost more businesses than I can count on all my fingers and toes twice. Um, and uh, so he actually signed on for two reasons. A, because when you're starting a business and you're looking for capital, the people who have the money make the rules in general. Um, and B, no one was going to sign on and give Dave and I a half a million dollars without any gray hair and experience. So we knew that we knew a lot about beer but didn't know anything about business. So he came on to kind of protect our interests and make sure that we got a proper amount of our company for all of the work and ideas and that without Dave and Clay, there would be no Sun King because somebody had to know how to make beer and market it and do all of those things. So, And then our partner Andy uh, organized all of our investors and was our original CFO um, and is actually an engineer um, with a master's degree in applied optics. So he's a super smart guy and helped us do a lot of things. So the five of us kind of founded the company and three years ago, my dad stepped away into retirement. And when he did, um, he kind of, we did a little bit of a, of a stock exchange or where we bought back some stocks so that Dave and I would control over 50% of the company so that for the future of Sun King, the two guys who came up with the idea and founded it would be in full control of our destinies. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't underestimate that you don't know about business because you obviously created a group of people that very much understood business. Your sister, PR, 
sounds like you were going to the right people for the answers. Yeah, so, so we I wouldn't discredit that. No, all you know is beer. No, uh, yeah. No. Well, I, I've learned a lot in the last ten years, and uh, a lot of what I think our success at Sun King on all levels, uh, kind of, it, it goes back to a number of principles that I picked up over time from reading books and working and knowing other entrepreneurs, and um, so this idea that um, in order to be really successful at anything, and I know we live in a world and everyone wants to tell you, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. My dad listened to motivational tapes when I was a kid when we were in the car, so um, if you can believe it, yep, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, uh, you know, if you can believe it, you can achieve it, and that if you really set your mind to anything, you can accomplish it. And I, I love and subscribe to those, those thoughts, but over time it's morphed into this idea that um, to be really successful, in life, what you need to do is you need to take a look at your strengths and weaknesses. And your strengths are, are lovely, but it's more important to be able to take an honest look at yourself and find out what your weaknesses are, and then surround yourself with people who complement those weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and so that combined with an idea um, called the mastermind theory, which is kind of plays off of that, but it's picking the right people in the right places. And our entire hiring philosophy at Sun King is really hire people who are smart and passionate about what they want to do and then get out of their way and let them do their yeah. jobs. So yeah. um, those kind of kind of core philosophies have helped yeah. us build our team and create what it is, and that was part of our foundation. That's awesome. Well, and that leads into you know previous conversation. Oh yeah, by the way, we're on the patio. Yeah, huge truck. I don't know if that was a truck or a car that used to be in the Fast and Furious. So, <laughs> I don't know, but um, but that leads us into some of the conversations, Samantha, we were having that you came on as an intern, mm -hmm. and it was I don't want to leave, so keep trying to find things for me to do. Um, which I feel like is a cultural thing, which then bleeds into a lot of the, the focus on the community. Because from my understanding, that's all you do for Sun King now is, I mean, you're the community partnership manager. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what your role is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started at Sun King uh, a little over two years ago, um, just an intern interested in fulfilling some college credit. Um, and eventually, throughout my summer internship, decided, well, I'm never gonna leave this place. Um, my summer ended, I asked to stay on in the fall and then proceeded into February in which, you know, it was, hey, we kind of have to move on for marketing expense purposes, but, here I was, I decided I'm going to stay on the event staff. So um, just kind of always had a foot in my door because throughout my internship and throughout my time here, being around not only the people that this culture attracts, but just seeing the impact that Sun King makes in the community was just incredible. So um, I stayed on and I was lucky that a job opened up uh, for the community partnerships manager position. Um, I fought like hell for it it was I mean she did. she's a great interview candidate. It was, yeah it was a really really awesome experience and started about a year and a half ago and I show up to work every day happy ready to be creative and ready to just be surrounded by a great group of people helping the Indianapolis community um, so what I specifically do I work with um, partners throughout Indianapolis, whether it be large partners, small partners, new partners, old partners, uh, red partners, blue partners, you know. You know. <laughs> don't discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> Working with just a little just bit of everybody. colors off the cans. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Working with just a little bit of everybody. Um, throughout the Indianapolis community to be able to give back. And we're not just saying, oh, hey, here's $10, here's $100. It's, hey, how can we give back to your mission and exploit your mission in a fun and creative way while integrating Sun King into that opportunity. And 
I will speak volumes to this program and Sam and everything too because I used to work for a nonprofit and um, I mean Sun King made it so easy for us to partner with them I mean it wasn't it wasn't even emails either like it was really easy to schedule times with you to sit down and just really discuss it and it was never just a discussion either you always brought creative ideas to the table and it was just a really it, it felt like a true partnership not just yeah. um, some oh yeah we'll sign off on this sure we'll give you beer like it, it, yeah. it, it felt way more than that it yeah was, well the thing that cool. I think is really cool that I, I do want to talk about it's I want to make a comment thing with the, the, your thought process behind it three full-time employees mm -hmm. you know Samantha being one that's not a hey let's try to see what we can do for the community you're invested yeah. you have yeah. full-time salaried employees that this is all they do so yeah. it's a major piece of the, your belief system and your core values where, where did that even the decision to be that in the community. So the earliest conversations about Sun King between Dave and I um, were never about beer. They weren't about we want to make a cream ale and we'll call it Sunlight and one day we'll release a Mexican style lager and we'll name it, I don't know what we'll name it, we'll look at the internet and find a cool <laughs> word that, that means fun um, and sounds fun. Um, so there were, somebody else uh -huh. has done that before. Uh, Pachanga is actually, uh, it's, a, it's a term that means a gathering of family and friends that involves food and beverages, often live music, so a pachanga is a party. Um, yeah, it, it's pachanga in Indiana, come on. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth. Pachanga, Tachanga, Topanga, Topanga, um, Tomato. Um, so, um, so our earliest conversations were value-based conversations, and I, I, I think we're a, a value and culture-based company. Um, and so they were, what was the best job you had? What was the worst job that you had? Uh, what drives you crazy about this place? Um, how would we want to treat our employees? You know, in what ways could we give back to our community? So um, I was actually reminded of this this instance last week at a, a fringe benefit uh, dinner that happened down the street uh, and so uh, Pauline who's the executive director for the Indie Fringe uh, pulled me aside and said you know I just want to I've been thinking about you and I really love your support that we've been we supported them for a decade now um, since we opened up and she reminded me of this thing that happened and it's kind of the genesis of where our community development and partnership ideas came from but so in my first brewing job I worked for one company and that company was based based out of Colorado, but had operations here. And they encouraged you as the brewer to find local organizations and as a management team to find local organizations to work with and partner with and find ways to kind of support. So Primary Colors was an arts organization and we did, we hosted an art show and donated beer for them. And I would have different people I knew throughout the community who'd say, hey, we're having this thing, could you donate some beer? And we used our space and our beer to help support these things. And then when I worked at my second brewery, which is where Dave and I founded the idea for Sun King, um, I had a lot of people who had followed me and were still in touch and they're like, oh hey, I have this event coming up and I'd really love it if you could get some support. And so I would go, all right, yeah, let me check. And I would run it to management and the management would talk to home office, which was in Washington, because um, it was another corporate group up chain. And um, the answer would always come back, no. I stopped asking it, literally. It was yeah. like, hey, can we help support? Like, it's a really great cause and nope, don't even bother. So I stopped bothering and I found my own loophole and in Indiana we have we have interesting alcohol laws yeah. um, and and our discount clauses are you either there's no happy hour so you have to if you do a discount uh, for somebody 
during the day. It has to be to everyone all day. So yeah. we do $6 growlers every Friday, and yeah. everybody can come fill their growler for $6 of our core beers, and that's great, and that fits within the law. The only other ways you're allowed to discount are a, if it's for a nonprofit, a registered 501c3, it's something that we use here that we didn't use elsewhere, um, or activate, and then um, you can discount beer to your employees. So as an employee of this brew pub, I started taking it upon myself to just go ahead and buy beer at 50% off and donate it to the organizations that I love to support. Um, so, you know, a decade ago when I was at this, actually probably 12 years, 12 or 13 years ago when I was at this place, Fringe was doing an early benefit. It's where I met Tom Batista and a bunch of some other folks, but I'd been connected with some people and they were having this event. And so I personally bought and donated a keg of beer to this event. Um, and so we knew that I knew that there were a couple different ways, and Dave and I just talked about, sorry, it's a run-on sentence, really long answers. But, <laughs> no, but it's a um, great. But, I, mean, but um, I guess it's about stories. Um, so we really were like, okay, well, if we're going to be in the community, we want to be part of the community. So we absolutely. need to have different ways to give back, and then kind of flipping back to that mastermind part of my father, Omar. Um, worked for a company as a sales rep out of Texas called Kielbasa, Kielbasa Sausages. And every time he would visit their company, the receptionist in the lobby would be taking phone calls or they literally have a cooler in their lobby um, that has, and they've got a special kielbasa gift pack size that they load with sausages and things and she was either signing out donations or talking on the phone to people like oh yeah your uh your kid's soccer team has a fundraiser certainly we'll donate x y and z and so he kind of shared with us he's like so they pretty much don't say no and obviously we're a new company we can't just give beer out left yeah. and right and we we honestly we use that donation or discount to 501c3 thing to really help um, and so when we started uh, we started our program people would ask for beer donations and we're like look we are a brand new company we cannot afford to just donate beer if we're giving out beer to one person how do we draw lines we want to support but we can discount it so two-thirds of the cost of every single Sun King product is our overhead our rent our employees our and all of our utilities and all of that so we started with a one-third in-kind donation so if you're a 501c3 we'll give you 33 percent off your beer and and in that we started having the conversation because people are like oh well, what are you going to do with it well, i'm going to have an event and we're going to charge people ten dollars to come in and they can drink all they want for free i'm like that's a terrible idea and they're like but why we want to get people there i'm like why don't you get people to your event for free and then they're happy to pay say five dollars which is a really good value for any of the beers and you will buy this keg of beer for one hundred dollars and it has 120 pints of beer in it so at the end of the day you'll make five hundred dollars for every keg of beer that you sell and they're like oh <laughs> so that started uh, kind of building our, our idea and logistics yeah. thing and then the other side of it we have a gift bag program um, that is huge I mean we probably have raw cost to us fifty to $60,000 a year of just coolers and merchandise and all of the things that go into it, but if you're, it, it doesn't have to be a 5013C. If you're hosting a fundraiser at your home for someone and you want a gift basket or you have a silent auction or it's your kid's soccer team or a school fundraiser, whatever it is, if you reach out to it, as long as the purpose of your your event is for good we're going to give you some kind of gift basket and the gift basket usually has a growler and a gift card and some things which again yeah, then drive people yeah it is a good <laughs> gift basket it's not it's not cheap or silly people get excited yeah. about it and so often i mean people we've over the years changed 
the cooler or different things that, yeah. that have it. Um, and even finally to this point, we now have a specific like community giving, community Sun King Cares yeah. growler that goes into all of these. But we basically, when people bid on them and you know, depending, we have three different sizes and you know, people will pay twice as much as what's it's worth because they love the organization and they yeah. love Sun King. Yeah. And then you'll have people who have the, the cooler that they got eight or 10 years yeah. ago from a thing and they carry it as a point of pride because they want it at a thing that they support, that Sun King supports. And it's all part of kind of community yeah. connection and, and really how we utilize giving back to the community to create brand awareness, loyalty, and advocacy. Yeah. Not only for us, but for our community partners. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, when I, uh, before with my company we do auctions so you have all these galas and oh there you go see uh, the sun community oh, giving ground absolutely yes. well and the thing that uh, struck me and i was really excited like i said to ask you that question earlier where you know when i got into the mobile bidding space you know with nonprofits, it wasn't hey i saw this basket at one you guys went all in you were everywhere. And so from a branding standpoint, that was huge. Uh, so it's that flip side that yes, you wanted to help the community, but the same happens in return. Mm -hmm. People start to see you being a part of the community. So they want to start supporting you as well. Yeah. And so Samantha, you might be able to answer this because I know you're frontline. Are there, when a nonprofit comes to ask for various donations, are there certain things that they can do prior to to prep that you know that you're already gonna need from them mm -hmm. yeah definitely um so one of the things that we ask people to do is go online to our donations website sunkingbrewing.com bottom right uh hand of our page it's all going to change here soon so maybe don't even listen to that but <laughs> click on donations um somewhere on our website you'll be able to find it with ease um, and what you'll be able to do is fill out the information that we provide and it'll actually send the information directly to us uh, we will always answer we're always here for you we're um always going to greet you and say thank you for the opportunity to support your mission. Yeah. Now, whether or not, you know, we decide to run with the opportunity or not is completely, you know, on the back end trying to figure out things, but we definitely ask that you give us a chance to support your mission because we love yeah. it. We love helping nonprofits big and small. And, it, you know, even if you're just started a month ago or you've been around for 10 years, Sun King is here to support you. That's awesome. And to your point, you know, whether you guys can or not, I mean, obviously that's situational, right? So if you get mm -hmm. a thousand inquiries in a month, you guys have to draw the line at some point. And so it's not a personal thing. So if a nonprofit comes in, it's not personal. <laughs> you know, you yeah. want to help everybody, but... We operate with budgets just like <laughs> any other responsible business. <laughs> right, exactly. You wouldn't be here yeah. anymore and you couldn't help anybody and if that was the case. A lot of it for us, I mean, it's a relationship and that's why we call it community partnership. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get people who will come out and I know Sam can attest to it who you know we they'll submit information or they'll call or send an email and you know generally I mean they meet with a lot of people we meet with a lot of people and it's like okay well come in and let's sit down and let's talk about it and so often people come in and they're like okay I got this idea and we're gonna I want to do this and this and we can do this and it's kind of that whole like okay slow down easy yeah. tiger um, let's yeah. let's take it back a step like we just met I love all of your ideas and we think that these things sound great and cool but um, 
let's kick it back and let's start off with this. Let's take this little piece yeah. that that you have out of that and let's execute that. And let's work together on this thing. And, and that gives us the opportunity to work with somebody and say, all right, if we choose to do A, B, and C and we drop off D through Z, but we do A, B, and C and we say, all right, we're gonna do these things and you're gonna do these things. If that partner doesn't actually come to the table and isn't timely in responses and doesn't do the things that they say, then we know we're never going to get to D through Z. So over the last decade, we've been able to grow these these larger partnerships and people are like, oh my gosh, you do this thing with the so-and-so and like, oh, we made a beer for Sausage Fest, which is this weekend. Um, and Sausage Fest is St. Thomas Aquinas school fundraiser every year. And the first year that we opened, um, a friend of ours who now works for us was managing the beer side and they brought Sun King in as their first local beer and we sold them like 15 kegs and they thought that's what they'd need for the weekend and on Saturday I was back bringing them another 15 kegs and wow. um, and over time they go through more and more and now they sell somewhere between 90 to 100 kegs of Sun King on a two-day event they, they actually pour that's a beer awesome. like every six seconds they're slinging yeah. a Sun King beer but wow. we do the third in-kind donation and they're able to by selling nearly a hundred kegs make a lot of money to support their school and so this year is our 10th year of working with them and we made them their own specific beer on our small batch system That's called cool. blessed be the hops um, you know <laughs> so but we only end up making beers for partners like the IMA or mm -hmm. you know with people that we've worked with for years and we know we have a great symbiotic relationship and it fits for some form of event and so many people are like I want you to make a beer for this like I like if we make a beer the smallest beer we can make in Fishers is gonna give you 14 kegs of beer like can yeah. you and they're like well we only need one keg like well we can't make you one keg of beer. like let's do this so again we we really right. try to understand the people's needs Definitely. and and then start to work with them and, and if we can take baby steps and then we start walking and then maybe we run and then later down the road we might run a triathlon together yeah. but yeah. we can't do anything unless we start out small. And what well, I'm, yeah. sorry, not Go ahead. I, just what I'm hearing too a little bit is the nonprofit also needs to show up. Like mm -hmm. they need to put in mm -hmm. the, yeah. their work and their part too. It's the, like any relationship. Exactly. We've, we've all dated in our lives in that yeah. time when you date that person you're like, all right, well we're going to do this and we're going to take this vacation and I'll book the hotels, you take care of the airplane tickets and then you're like, I paid for a hotel, but you didn't get any airplane tickets. This is not going to work. We can't get there. Yeah. Well, and I think even speaking on behalf of that, Clay, and of to even extend your question, Steve, one of my favorite parts about the relationships that we do have is that they are all so different. You know, we may be... Um, on one axis with one partner, and then we may just have taken baby steps with another. But that's not to say that they can't catch up, that they can't run alongside each other. Um, but we do so many different things with so many different organizations. Some of the organizations, we do a lot of volunteer work. A lot of the, some of the organizations, we don't do volunteer work, but we're on committees for. Some organizations, you know, we help them do fundraising and we promote their events. Every single relationship is so different and we have so many different avenues here at Sun King that I just love the opportunity. So if you are interested, I mean, please show up, let us know your passion, show us your passion and just let me do my creative job and let okay, me. Okay, you guys can't see her, but she's like getting all warm and fuzzy just talking about this it. This is what I'm talking about, that higher smart yeah, people yeah. who are passionate. Yeah. So do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite event or a favorite nonprofit that you guys, and 
it just is what it is. Everybody's got, you know, they've got your favorite kids. Yeah. And everybody's um, got, you know. I'm going to actually say my favorite event is the one that we have coming up, Beers and Volunteers. Yeah. It's actually hosted by Sun King, um, and it's going to be on our parking lot with 50 plus nonprofit partners that will be here showing their missions in action. And it actually cool. brings, I mean, it, how can it not be my favorite, bringing every single not every single, but a lot of the nonprofits that we work with, again, from the Red Crosses, from the United Ways, all the way down to a nonprofit called the Gifted Gown, which I'm sure you've probably never heard of, but they take- I have actually, yeah. Yes, okay. I, exactly I mean, smaller organizations to the to the biggest ones in Indy, we work with them all, and we're going to have them here on October 19th from 12 to four, and they're gonna be showcasing their missions where we're you know, gonna have beer and food trucks, just a really fun, family-friendly day to come out and learn about what's going cool. on in our city. Like that was it. a great answer to not, <laughs> you don't want to, you know, you have leave 50 out favorites any partners. Uh -huh. yeah. at your own location. They're all yeah. my favorite. Yeah. No, no, I mean. No, I'm with you. you know, that's that awesome, though. It, like, it makes me want to come. My favorite events yeah. are the ones that, you know, again, we just host in our tap rooms. We have yeah. a cupcake and beer pairing event. Oh. in which the proceeds are going back mm -hmm. it's Cupcakes yeah, and beers yeah. in which the proceeds go back to benefit an arts organization i mean no yeah. the opportunities for this job are just endless and that's what i love about it is yeah. to be able to say hey you have an idea you're driving down the road you think of this let me know yeah. we'll try it out if it's awesome we're going to continue to do it if it's not we'll rethink it and we'll start from you know, scratch well i want to reiterate uh, for any nonprofits that are listening because I find it very, very important, and not every nonprofit does this, but it is a very common practice. It's like they just, if we're going to compare dating, it's like they just want to jump in bed right away. Yeah. And it's like, it's sometimes style, I don't even, we don't even need to talk. I just, huh? can you just give it to me? Like, huh? I, I just want to hand you a flyer, not say anything after that. I expect mm -hmm. you to give it to me. And hopefully, I remember to call you later. Mm -hmm. Well, and we talk about and this. We've talked about this, this before too. I think a lot of nonprofits, a lot of nonprofit leaders, they are so passionate about what they're doing yeah. as mm -hmm. they should be, and they expect everybody to get their mission right away yeah. and Definitely. just attached to it. And then, yeah. Well, the flip side of it, though, you you just said if they do what they said they're gonna do then the result is amazing. Uh -huh. Now we're talking long-term partnerships. Yeah. When they call you the next year, it's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, where have you been? Have you not, uh, <laughs> why haven't you stopped by? It is a, a real yeah. business relationship. I mean, nonprofit's a business. Yes. Whether we want to look at it, it, it it's is. a business. Yeah. Yeah. And so building real relationships, not one-sided. Yeah. So, I mean, so there I, is an upside to it. So I didn't mean to go negative that no, people no. are just trying to do that, but no, when you do focus on the relationship, it turns out great. It's yes. also kind of been the status quo for a long time. If you look at the people are like, all right, we're having an event. We want sponsor checks and we're just going to run and do the event. I can't eat the amount of letters I open from people who are like, we're having this event and we want you to sponsor. And it's a thousand dollars for a table. I'm like, I can't even like we trying to get enough people that have all of the free time between family and work commitments and kids to fill a table is tough and if we bought a thousand dollar table for everything we had we'd go out of business and right. so we literally like turn those over I'll go in and talk to Ben and Samantha and Corey and be like all right this is a cool cause like somebody reach out to them and tell them that we're not going to give them any money but is there a way we can be involved if you're having a dinner maybe there's something we can do with beer yep. you know yeah. what other ways can we can we support with a silent auction can we 
what, how can we be involved without writing you a check for a thousand dollars? Because yeah. that's yeah. not our style, and we just yeah. don't have. We always tell people we're long on beer and short on cash. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> how can we? And I always tell people they're like, well, how do you do it? Like our real overall kind of goal or move with community development as we try to use our community partnerships as we try to use the power of beer to bring people out to support local nonprofits and community organizations um, and hopefully people our, our our marketing power and our access to consumers who love Sun King will bring people to events so that they can buy beer and when they buy beer the proceeds from those beers feed back to the nonprofit organizations and everybody wins that's awesome I don't even know what else to ask. I mean, we basically, I mean, every single, no, I'm actually going to look at my I won't drop this mic because it's super nice. <laughs> don't but, drop uh, it. Yes, please don't drop it. No, because, well, and we talked a little bit uh, earlier about, uh, for most companies, you know, they have to evaluate depending on their donation style. I think you guys did a great job identifying what you're good at and your philosophy behind it where a lot of companies don't. So they are just, here's a check, here's a whatever, here's another check to random. And so they have to start looking at return on investment mm -hmm. where you guys wanted to just, it was more, hey, we can create brand awareness, but also do great things within the community. And it was funny when we were driving here, um, I tried to put a comparison that if Sun King left Indy, it would be like a huge sports figure leaving and it's like oh, when yeah. Peyton Manning left it was like wait a minute but Peyton Manning has like a hospital here and like you can't leave dude like this is like you're part of the community and you're the only and I know other microbreweries get involved I just Not to this can't level. mention another name because you've impacted so much which is so awesome that you've Sun King is a part of the community and what I'm getting really excited about is soon to be a part of my intimate Fishers community yeah. you know building that new facility Woo. yeah very I'm excited, excited. About that too. Um, so I mean my wife can go to her shops now <laughs> hey, well, you go shop I'm gonna go over here real quick yeah um, so it was really cool when I was thinking about it um, super flat the strategy that, that. You, you took with that so yeah I mean it wasn't well, from the beginning, we wanted to, with Sun King, we wanted to create a, an Indianapolis-based brewery. When we started Sun King, we looked around. We were originally going to start a brew pub, and we realized at the time, like, wait a second. If you want a local beer, you have to go to a brew pub. So no one in Indianapolis back in 2008, 2009 was making local beer to sell to bars and restaurants. And so if you wanted, if you were sitting here, you had to go downtown to the Rock Bottom or Ram to get a beer, or you had to go to Broad Ripple or Greenwood or Noble. Or Lafayette, yeah. or you know, you had to kind of really travel if you wanted local beer, and we realized that we wanted to be that local beer. And, and honestly, our original mission was to be Indianapolis's beer. We've now grown, and we sell beer through the entire state and states around us, and um, have been fortunate and incredibly successful. But for us, our backyard is our home. We all, everyone yeah. who works here, lives and works in this community. So we wanted to be Indianapolis's beer, and in that, we really have with our philosophies and community engagement and, and programs have kind of interwoven ourselves into the fabric of Indianapolis. And so, oh look, there comes our trucks now. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. it's funny you mention that because uh, my wife lives in Dayton, Ohio, so I'm always over there. And you guys are now in that yeah. area. Uh -huh. And I remember going to the store and I picked up some Wee Mac and had a little festivity at the house. And somebody was like, what's a Wee Mac? 
It's like, what do you mean? I know. It's, and I was like, oh, year. I forgot. That, uh-huh. We're now in like, a whole new area. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to try that. But now I got to go buy more. We've actually, <laughs> yeah. actually wanted that beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's cool that you're, you're yeah, in so I, I don't know. It's Yeah, so we sell beer in other places. And we always, we work with our distribution partners over there to try to find things that we can support yeah. in their areas so that we can be involved. But it's just, it's so much easier to be involved here. And yeah. our, our, the program, really, it evolved from gift baskets to a person to then maybe two people and then some interns to three and it's shifted focus and people over the years but our our team uh, now Ben and Corey and Samantha are awesome and um, you know we need three people to do it and like sometimes other business people look at they're like wait you employ three people to do nothing but basically give stuff away and like yeah they're (laughs) like that's insane I'm like, no, it's not insane. And then they're like, well, how do you quantify your return? I'm like, we don't quantify our return. They're like, I like true business people and bankers and such and finance folks that blows their minds because it just <laughs> yeah. doesn't equate because they're solid on the numbers. But when you listen to Samantha talk and when you talk to anyone on that team, um, you know, all of the partnerships are different and what we do are different and we don't have a one-size-fits-all solution for anyone outside of gift baskets which we've got that down but like if you want to work with us we want to talk to you and sometimes we're able to like we're able to utilize our partners to help other partners because sometimes you'll be had Samantha will have a conversation or we'll be having a conversation with somebody and it's like well we really need this and you're like and we're trying to figure it out like actually these people have that and they only use it part of the time so maybe we yeah. could connect you with them and there's a way that you can work together to share this resource to benefit both of you so it's a community connection as well so if they're because I I like how you even expanded outside of hey we can't write you a check what else can we do then it turned from we do to what can we collectively do as other business partners and I want to respect your time and the listeners time but I have two more questions before we leave um, on that specific topic if there's a business owner right now listening or a business listening what would advice that would you give them if they've toyed around with the idea of trying to become more involved in the community whether it be volunteerism or cash or item you know in-kind donations mm-hmm. Is there any advice that you'd have for them? I mean, you have three employees. I mean, that's a strategy that you've done. I I mean, I I think that at the baseline, it's pick pick things that you're passionate about. Talk to your employees and find out what they're passionate about and figure out a way that you can either volunteer or support with whatever your business does. What can you do to support an organization or organizations that you love? And I, I think that people will find that you start doing a little bit and it feels really good and you start to not only see results but you also see these connections and build these relationships so you know somebody a while back told me you know if you're not if you're not giving to your community you're taking from your community and that's a pretty extreme statement but on a lot of levels like we're all here and the world would be a lot better place if every business even if you just do 1% of what we do at Sun King um, or 10% or get out of bed and say, you know what, I want to talk to my staff and I want to see what they're into. Oh my God, there's six people on my staff that are super into animals. All right, what can we do to organize something to work with the Humane Society, whether we organize a volunteer day or, you know, and just reach out. And actually, I guess if you are a business person and you're looking at trying to figure out how you might do it or what you'd want to get involved with, we have a great event called Beers and Volunteers happening here at Sun King in October, October 19th 19th at Sun King from noon to four. 
more. Uh, but it is. I mean, we, we started that event last year, and we, we had a free rental on Georgia Street, and we did it on Georgia Street, and it was fun. Um, but, like, Saturday's our busiest day, and it's people from all over the city and out of town that come to do it. And the idea for Beers and Volunteers when we created it was, like, we just want to get people to come out and wander around and have a beer and talk to a bunch of nonprofits because maybe you're new to the city. Maybe you're a business owner who thinks, man, how do I get involved with or give back to? And you can come to one thing with 50 years, 50 plus partners and you can go, you know what? I'm really interested in helping mentor folks who may have been down on their luck back into, you know, finding jobs or, you know, I, oh, yeah. there's all yeah. sorts of things. So, you know, but it can be hard for people to connect and find those opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do that. Indie Hub does a great event every year. Um, so there are events like this where you can go out and it's like speed dating. Um, yeah to yeah, find them or awesome. you know maybe there's an app that you can take a look at um, and find organizations <laughs> Thanks to for partner that. with. Uh, he's um, referring to donate if you weren't picking donate, up on that. Um, which yeah. I think is, a, is an awesome concept when you're telling us about what you do it's the same yeah, kind of thing it's you. a way to connect um, I actually had another friend who worked for us a number of years ago kind of had a, had an idea similar he's like I just want to like micro donations and find a way to connect people with organizations and like it's all so it's sporadic so yeah. there isn't a place and you know when you said for what Donate does, you allow people an opportunity to find even smaller nonprofits that have a hard time. There's so much noise out there, yeah. and trying to get through the noise if you're starting up an organization, and there's a lot of small groups that do a ton of good, you know, and when yeah. Sam mentioned community partners, we work with all of the big names in all of the various things, the United Ways and the Red Crosses and things like that, but we also, there's so many little organizations that we work with that through events in our tap room or just things that we do allow us the opportunity to support these really smaller things that, you know, like Little Red Door is one of my absolute favorites. I go to their breakfast every year at the fairgrounds because Sam invites me and I cry. We all cry together. We all cry together. <laughs> I literally take, take tissues because you're like, oh my goodness, and you know but it's people I mean they just specifically work with victims of cancer and they help yeah. them figure it out because you know I, I think every one of us in the back of our mind I'm a bit of a hypochondriac but something goes wrong you're like oh my god what's gonna kill me do I have cancer like what's I think what that comes with thing? age because uh -huh. I'm I was never like that and I'm uh -huh. starting to yeah you're like wait a minute a, what's I've had this? headaches for the last three uh -huh. days what's <laughs> Is there a yeah. bump? Like, but when you when you when you meet the folks at Little Red Door and you talk to people who've been involved with them and you hear their stories, it it's that yeah. moment for everyone that's real. It gives yeah. me chills right now to talk about it. But people are up there sharing their stories and they're like, the day that I found out that I had cancer, and they always have a kid because they run a camp a camp for kids with cancer yeah. down at Bradford Woods and they always have a couple of people share their stories and whenever they're sharing their stories I mean it's waterworks it yep. is it's if you're not crying mm -hmm. at that event and so it's something that I'm super excited that we partner with and do with because they just do services like you found out you had cancer you have no idea your world just spun a hundred percent out of control and you can call them and they will help you figure out how to get transportation to and from your cancer care services. Wow. They have yoga and wellness classes. They offer nutrition services at their offices. They do all of these amazing things. And like, that's just one little group. And yes, we support the American Cancer Society, but by yeah. supporting the Little Red Door, we support a grassroots yeah. organization that really is in there fighting a fight that none of us ever really want us or our loved ones to have to fight. So yeah. that type of stuff is the really cool and impactful 
beautiful yeah. stories and feelings that that I get and we get and you know lately people people care about where they work now and where they spend yeah. their money and all of these different things so I think that people are more apt to support Sun King because we're a great company who cares about our community and cares about our employees we attract better employees when we do employee surveys the majority of folks who work at Sun King one of their top three things probably for every person who works here is they were attracted to Sun King because of our involvement in the community yep. um, so we get Same. great people who work here because yeah. of it and so giving back to your community is a great strategy that works on so many levels outside of anything that's ever quantifiable on a spreadsheet that's yeah, awesome I love that. last question before we take off Samantha can you <laughs> kind of reiterate just a few points of actionable items mm -hmm. that a nonprofit can take pre-approach and to build that relationship with Sun King or in general well, just in general I would say because I mean, you guys are probably more open than most um, but in general what do you what would you recommend I think definitely starting with communication, that's going to be, you know, your biggest tool, um, being able to communicate what you're doing, why you're doing it, and trying to relay that message. Um, for example, I actually just met um, with Tech High School head football coach um, this past week, and <clears throat> he was telling me that he wants to get his story out there. He wants people um, to, you know, to donate and to be involved in their, their programs, but he doesn't know where to start. And I was talking to him, you know, you got to start with telling your story. And I think that's the biggest thing is learning how to tell your story to businesses so they feel like they're a part of you as well. And so they feel like they want to be a part of your mission. Right. Um, so definitely starting with that communication aspect. And then again, it's very easy to reach out to Sun King on our end, but <clears throat> get all your ducks in a line as to who you want to reach out with and have that action plan and make sure you know check off the list and uh, figure out where you want to go from there. Do you just want to reach out to Sun King and have a partnership? Do you just want to reach out to X bank and get money from there? What do you want from it? And I think yeah. not only that, but also being able to say what you're going to do with it and how it impacts your mission. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is where are those funds going? Are they right. going to X here, X there, wherever they're going? I think it's very important to show that. So all around just figuring out your communication, how you're gonna re relay it, and where it's gonna go. Okay. And then just pure follow-up? Definitely, yeah, and, and making staying. sure, maintaining those relationships. Yeah. I think that's a given, you know, just, if you start a relationship, I, I think, I mean, yeah. you would think, Ooh. I've just Sorry, said, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> um, it's funny. Maintaining relationships is key. I mean, I, I love the relationship yeah. that I had with Courtney at Purchased. We, every time I saw her in the tap room, whether she was here for a Purchased event or whether she was here just as an individual, I think we always, you know, gave each other yeah. arms wide open hugs and just yeah. saying, hey, how are you doing? And um, maintaining that relationship is very important, checking in and always trying to try new things don't stop at the social media campaign don't stop at the yoga event you know what else is there that you could be doing that could start a new trend you know I mean all of the 5k's they're everywhere now where did they start you know it, everything has a beginning so let's let's figure out a way to start it and see yeah. where it can go awesome why well, once that. again I really appreciate your time I know. Uh, Happy to do it. Yeah. I had to walk my morning out to yeah. drink coffee. Well, and and, uh, with you, so. there you go. Well, even if nobody's listening to this, this is a lot of fun for me. So <laughs> yeah. I'll take uh, the selfish side of that. Here. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I am not going to lie that I'm pretty excited to do some 
taste testing right yes, now. So it is 11:24. Everybody, and we, we are ready. <laughs> yeah. We have more than just beer these days. We yeah, actually, I see. We I, do. Yeah, yeah. We've That's got our, cool. our our distillery in Carmel, uh, so we're making our own spirits now. And currently, we have rum, uh, agave, which is tequila, but you can't call it tequila because it wasn't made in Mexico, as well as white whiskey. But we're doing batch cocktails on tap at awesome. this location. Our new Fisher's Lovely. location will actually have a three-way Lovely. license, so it will have our spirits <laughs> as well. But we have uh, we have slushies, so we've got a pachangarita. So if you're a fan of pachanga, I see smiles over there. Um, we make it with our with our own agave spirit, uh, pachanga, lime, and it's a really fantastic Amazing. thing. Awesome. So, I also saw um, something about beer floats. Um, some ice cream. Yeah, we've done some uh, some yeah. events in the past with Lick where we've done beer floats. Pictures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, we, location. We we do. Yeah, we <laughs> outside of the community partnerships and the nonprofits, we also like to work with just other businesses. So yeah. right now we just did our five thousandth batch of beer at our downtown facility, and we partnered with Jack's Donuts, and we are brewing a donut beer where we used five hundred chocolate cake chocolate glaze donuts in the mash of the beer to make a beer that is insanely decadent and when we do that release in September at the beginning of September we're having a donut and beer pairing here we've done lick cool. donuts or ice cream and beer we're doing cupcakes and beer cheese and beer creativity that you're talking cheese and beer so we also like to partner with other local companies and go like all right what do you do awesome tulip tree you make amazing cheeses let's pick six cheeses and we'll pair them with six beers and let's do a thing where our fans and your fans can get together and try them and explore and just kind of expand their horizons. Well, and I All think right, it's so just for other microbreweries, no, you go ahead. I'm just <laughs> saying that that was a that was a little drop of knowledge uh-huh. of uh, what you better be doing to stay up. Yeah, <laughs> collaboration. It's yeah. all about it. In collaboration. I think, especially in the city of Indianapolis, it's just a sense of togetherness. Yeah. I mean. We don't have to compete with one another. We can work with each other, especially going back to the conversation at the beginning about our 10-4 collaboration. We worked with other breweries to figure out a way to celebrate. You know, I mean, we're working with nonprofits, we're working with other businesses, and we're working, I think, which is interesting, working with other breweries, too. It's not just about winning in Indianapolis. It's about being together and mm-hmm. making this city a better place to be. You say that because you're number one in my That's why you're saying that. But no, well, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can have you on again, uh, if that's okay with you guys uh, yeah. in the future. So yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you again. Yeah. So Carmel, soon to be Fishers in town location. Soon to be Broad Ripple as well. Oh, yeah. And soon to Just be Broad Ripple. Oh yeah, there Definitely. you go. Yeah. So We're very make sure you stop that. in and We're say hi. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Thanks.